What is up, everybody, and welcome in to the week 18 edition of I Don't Know Jim. In this episode, man, we're wrapping up the 2022 NFL season, heading into the playoffs. Got some exciting stuff. Glad you're with us. Alrighty, Jim, we can kick week 18 off with our weekly, I don't know, Jim, Jim of the week segment. And I will start off with my first selection and it is going to be Jamal Williams. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he uh, actually surpassed Barry Sanders for the Lions record of most rushing touchdowns in a season. Crazy. That's insane. (laughs) He didn't do anything crazy uh, necessarily. 16 for 72 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. But I also, he comes to mind because of his electric postgame interview. I'm sure you saw it. I'm sure everyone's seen it. Some of the best stuff I've ever seen uh, in a postgame interview. The the switch up from, uh, you know, tears about your grandfather to uh-huh. don't play with me, don't play with us. And to have that type of performance in a game that only meant your bitter rival will not get in. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. Love it. To that same note, my gym is going to be Dan Campbell. I mean, they were only playing to eliminate the Green Bay Packers, which I thought was just awesome. They threw it all on the line. They were going for it on fourth down. A bunch of ballsy play calls. They had that little hook and ladder from Amon Ra back to DeAndre Swift. That was sick. But, man, to shove it in your rival's face like that and only play to keep them out was so sick. Dan Campbell's a gym, man. Yeah, I love it. Certainly wish the Lions snuck in there, but way to leave it all on the line there in the end. Yep. And I will continue. My next pick here is going to be Naeem Hines. Great shot. Great I mean, just start that game off with a kick return for a touchdown is absurd. Like all the energy in that building for DeMar Hamlin. And then to do it again in the same game. Like, I was sitting there like, has this ever, like, ever even happened before? It was insane. But, I mean, dude was shot out of a cannon. He ultimately kept the Patriots out of the playoffs. So, that's a gym if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a great pick. I can't even think. I can't believe I didn't think of him. Um, that was just the type of thing where you just sit back and watch and just, you know, shake your head one way or the other, depending on how it impacts you. Yeah. Maybe there's some angels in the ballpark there. That was crazy. Great shout there. Thanks, man. Um, I, can, <laughs> I can give my head coach, Jim, which you agreed with, I know. That's going to be Lovey Smith. If there's a way to leave your job, that is the textbook, you know, flipping the bird to the big guy. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I think, you know, not a lot to be excited about if you're the Houston Texans, except that number one pick. And Lovey Smith said, Oh, you, you want that number one pick? Well, how about this? Goes for two. <laughs> Just for no reason. Move their record to 313-1. and one, Lose that number one pick. Give it to Chicago. He is forever a bear. That was awesome. We can get into the Houston Texans debacle of an organization and how they treat their head coaches later, but that's certainly a Jim, Jim-worthy performance out of you, Lovey. And then I'll uh, end things with my defensive Jim, 
which will be none other than Josh Allen of the Jaguars Mm. with a monster performance, including a fumble recovery for a touchdown to lead the Jaguars from worst to first in their division and a home playoff game this weekend. Who would have thought, Jim? Certainly not me. I, uh, I'll bring us home here, and you can call me a cornball, because I am. But with my last pick, I'm going to take DeMar Hamlin as my defensive player. He's home. He's out of the hospital. He's at home. This guy literally had one of the scariest you know, cardiac episodes we've ever seen live on TV. His heart had stopped. We didn't know if he was going to make it. I see you for a couple of days. Now he's back home. It's just incredible. I had to shout him out. It's one of those things that was so scary. And, you know, it brought a lot of people together to to really think about the game of football and, you know, the whole grand scheme of things. But, you know, it's great to see him back home. Great to see him doing well. I'm really happy for him. Love to hear it. All right. Awesome. And with that, we can bring our regular season James segment to a close here. And I will go first because I want to. And I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers. Oof, man. You guys win and you're in, but you can't do it. You let little brother come in there to your house and Mm. beat you with ballsy play calling. They were sharper all night. Rodgers didn't look great. But it was pretty disappointing. I'm glad I'm not a Packers fan because I would have felt really let down here. They were building some momentum, and I thought there's no way they could lose that game. They did. Kind of sad. Yeah, that's a great shout. They had a lot of momentum going towards the end of the season. Seemed like they were just going to force their way in. Probably pretty disappointing to not. Seventh seed, nothing to be right home about necessarily. But, you know, just to get in would be nice. You never know what happens once you're in. So that's certainly a letdown for the Packers. Uh, we'll see what that means for them and Aaron Rodgers and the floor and everybody. But uh, definitely a disappointing season out of Green Bay for them. On a similar note, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans, Jim. Mm. Well, let's count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight L's to end the season. That that's is insane, tough. dude. That that's is tough insane. to do. It's tough to do, Jim. It's crazy, 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 crazy that they even have a, had a shot to you know keep that division, make the playoffs after losing six in a row, now seven to you know kick them out. It might be blow up time in Tennessee. I think it is absolutely. They fired a ton of their assistant coaches and OC. They fired their OC too. So I think, huh? I'm just I, I'm a Vrabel guy. I like Vrabel, but that I don't is think, a, yeah. No, I know. I think he's safe. It's just I, I wouldn't expect a seven in a row loss streak to end the season out of a variable team. Definitely embarrassing. All right, recap time. Yep. We can be swift here because there are a bunch of these games that really, in the grand scheme, were pretty meaningless. Um, but we'll start on Saturday, right? No Thursday game. No Thursday. That's very sad. Anyways, Saturday, four o'clock. Chiefs Raiders. Chiefs do their thing here, Jim. Smack up on a Raiders team that has had a really tough season starting Jared Stenham at this point. I really don't have much to say. I mean, the Chiefs are a wagon. They're the one seed. That's arguably your Super Bowl favorite. Uh, Yeah, Jim. This one wasn't really remotely close at all. I know the Stidham-led Raiders were getting some weird cult following that Stidham's the truth after one, you know, 
above average performance out of him. Yep. And that's no shade to Jared. Is it Jared or Jarrett? Jarrett. Jarrett. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs are a wagon. Chiefs are a powerhouse. We know this. Pat Mahomes is still really good. Arguably didn't get enough credit this year as he should have for whatever reason. Uh, maybe we need to look ourselves in the mirror regarding I, that. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. He's still really good. I kind of feel a little bad for them because they're getting a little gypped with the whole AFC playoff situation, in my opinion. What, with the neutral side thing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's obviously a tough situation with everything, and it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme. But they certainly had a shot at getting that one seed to have home field for the AFC championship game. Yeah. Uh, they're really good. They're going to, you know, they got their bye at least. I would not want to play them in the playoffs. Wild take. Yeah. Groundbreaking stuff. I'm with you. I agree on everything there. That whole rule change thing, we didn't touch upon it because we had a shorter episode last week, but that was insane too. Quite. I mean, I would have loved if the Ravens had beat the Bengals there and it would have been coin flip city. That would have been awesome. But we were robbed of that. But talk about that later. We can talk about your team in a second. Go to the night game. The AFC South, Jim. The Jags taking down the Titans 20-16. And we've been on this for weeks. And... After the game started, I kind of thought the Titans were going to win. They were doing a good job controlling the ball, just kind of taking little chunks here and there, marching down the field. I mean, Derrick Henry carried the ball 30 times. Yeah. And you know the, the Jags got that play on defense. That fumble, that sack, fumble, touchdown, that's the game. Yeah, Jim. Um, I'm with you. It was weird because coming into this, it really felt like two teams on completely opposite paths to end the season. Touched upon the Titans on a losing streak. The Jaguars coming out of nowhere on a winning streak. You you, th- you kind of got the feeling Jags are at home. This is like, there's no way the Jags lose this game. And of course they didn't. And I'm happy for them that they didn't. But yeah, they, they were not controlling that game for them most of the time. Nope. Um, happy to see the Jags in the playoffs. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm very glad the Titans are not. I could not stand to watch a Titans home playoff game against whoever. Would it be the Chargers? Yeah, it would have been the Chargers. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that would have made my eyes bleed. Like, seriously, I hate I, I hate the Titans ever since they did what they did to the Ravens in 2019. Fair. That's like a core memory for me, Pat. I was... I'm sorry, I, was, I remember that game. Dude, it was 4 a.m. in London. I'm like peeling my eyeballs open to watch the number one Ravens. You know, I think that this team is the best in the world, best in the history. They're so good. And I have to watch the Titans do what they did to us. That was a tough day for me. Besides the point, happy for the Jags. I don't know what Tennessee is going to do next year. We'll, we will see. Yeah. I'll say this too. I don't think Trevor Lawrence was that uh, great here. He looked mm-hmm. off at times. He missed Zay Jones in the back of the end zone there. Um, so I'd like to see him kind of perform a little better this week. I think the Chargers are going to be amped up coming in there. I, I think that this is a Chargers team you don't want to mess with. But aside, Ravens Bengals, Jim, you had Anthony Brown starting for your quarterback. What's going on there? What's happening? Yeah, I mean that's the story of this game and this upcoming wild card game. To be honest, is the Ravens quarterback situation. 
And I honestly don't think Anthony Brown did that terribly, all things considered. No one really gave the Ravens a shot to win this one. No, you know, kind of rightfully so. Uh, no shade to Anthony Brown at all, but they, the Ravens had no shot in this one. We can discuss it later on the preview for the wild card, but I don't know what's going on with Lamar. It's crazy. This is this one's kind of funny. This one's uh, this one got a little chippy. I don't know how much you saw this, but I didn't see much at the end. Not chippy in like a um, your standard chippy way, but there's a lot of beef going on in the media between the Bengals and Ravens players and stuff. Like Bengals players thought that the Ravens were being dirty. No, it was a little ridiculous to be honest with you. It was just regular football. Ravens are in the Bengals heads. I actually think the Ravens can win this one. I'm still expecting Lamar to come back. We'll touch on that later. All right. Sounds good. And another thing the Joe Mixon coin flip Sally was awesome. I thought that was hilarious. That was funny. I'll give him that. Thanks. Do you have any other words on this one? Nope. It's all you. Bring us to the next meaningless game. This one was the epitome of meaningless. So meaningless, I kind of forgot it even happened. Yeah. Panthers, Saints, to uh, end the season for two teams that somehow were like a game off of winning their division when it's all said and done. But these two teams finished 7-10. and 10. And uh, I really don't have much to tell you about this one. It finished ten to seven. No, I mean, look, box score. Sam Darnold had forty-three passing yards. <laughs> That's insane in a win in a dome. So uh, I mean, yeah, it's this is for an off-season episode talking about these two teams. But good for the Panthers for finishing strong. Mm-hmm. They had a really rough start to the season, and the Saints are in huge trouble here, Jim. Huge, huge trouble. Hopefully they can get a pick for Sean Payton or something. Otherwise, I think they're screwed. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough time to be a Saints fan for the foreseeable future. Yep. All right. Move on now to a game that I needed the Browns to win but didn't. Steelers, 28-14. They win but still miss out on the playoffs because of Miami's victory over the Jets. And, man, I have to say, I think that a lot of AFC teams got lucky that the Steelers are not in the playoffs. This team turned it around like crazy. I think they started 2-6. and six. I know some people who are dubbing them as the one pick. And all of a sudden, Kenny Pickett looks like they can totally build around him. They're running the ball really well, and their defense is playing out of their minds. Yeah, Jim, you nailed all of those points there. Um, I felt a little shade directed towards me because I did declare them a number one pick team. And, you know, the thing is, I will say they were playing like one. They were awful. Sure. And I will tip my hat to Mike Tomlin because Mike Tomlin, that stat that gets boasted every year around this time is unbelievable. That He's never had a losing season in the NFL as a head coach. He refuses. How he does it, but it's amazing. He won't have it. He just won't have it. Man, I hate the Steelers, but I got a lot of respect for Mike Tomlin. He is that dude. Yep. He deserves like a gym of the millennium shout or something. I don't know. The he job he did there is, is incredible and does deserve to be applauded. That is a miracle work. I, I gave him no shot. I know a lot of people gave him no shot. They thought this was the year he would not bring him to 500 or above. Wow. Yep. Great job, Mike. I'm with you, too. Um, I would be, you know, they'd be the seven seed. I mean, 
I don't think the Bills would have any trouble with them, really, in the end. But I wouldn't want to play the Steelers. I'm yep. licking my lips that I'm playing the Dolphins. Absolutely. Yep. That's a great point. Okay. I don't have much else there. You got anything? Nope. I don't know. Maybe one last dunk on Deshaun Watson. Sure, you bum. You bum. You're getting overpaid to you know be a bum. You bum. Well, like next year, pal. Bum. Okay. Cool. Texans Colts in the game that determined the number one pick partially. Uh, the Bears still needed to lose too, but they had no problem doing that. Nope. Texans Colts. Lovey Smith. One last uh, bird flip to the Texans organization. Good for you, Lovey. The Texans organization stinks they fire head coaches one year after hiring them because they can that's a whole nother discussion but uh i'm proud of lovey for doing what he did he had no reason really to go do that other than to make a statement i appreciated that statement uh the colts stink too jeff saturday thanks for coming out we answered that question about whether you're any good at this. You are not. Um, <laughs> that's all. Yeah. I mean, the end of that game was incredible. Fourth and 20. And it was just great. I mean, Davis Mills and Lovey Smith both knew that they were on their way out down there. Davis Mills goes for 298, three tutties. And Lovey Smith was coaching his ass off to get this victory because they knew it was over. Why not? Screw the team that is going to, you know, put you out like the trash. I thought it was great. Hopefully they can find some of the pieces in, in this upcoming draft because I don't know why I, I like the Texans. I find myself rooting for them all the time, especially this season. Um, Indianapolis, woof. Woof. Yeah, woof. Uh, I do get a little laugh thinking about, like, if you were just dropped into the end of this game, time traveler or whatever, You'd think this was like the final game to determine who wins the AFC South. Yes. Or like who gets the final wild card spot. Uh, no. One team is 313 and one. One team's 412 and one. Thanks, guys. That was awesome to watch. Oh, absolutely. All right. We can move on to the team that did get the one pick because of the Texans here. The Bears falling to the Vikings at Soldier Field. A final of 29 to 13. It was a Nathan Peterman, Tim Boyle show for the Bears. The tank was on. Vikings took care of business. That's all I got for you here, man. Yeah, I mean, this one was pretty irrelevant in the grand scheme, too. I know it gave the Bears the number one pick, but that wasn't really their doing. That was Lovey Smith and the Texans. Yeah, really, you know, played that part. I really don't have much to say on this one. Um Vikings had to win to have a chance at uh, maybe a higher seed. Not re- not in reality, wasn't really going to happen, but they had an oppo. I don't have much else to say, man. This one was useless as well. Yep. Yep. All right, now. I'll lead us into the next one here. Uh, up at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park. The Bills whooped up on the Pats. 35-23, Jim. And ultimately ended up ending their season. Naeem Hines has two kickoff returns, one on the opening kick. And this game was filled with emotion, and that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen to start a game like that. And Patriots offense actually looked pretty good in this one. But at the end of the day, special teams gaffes, 
Josh Allen got out of the pocket twice, made a bomb throw twice. That's the difference here. You know, I don't think this Patriots team deserved a playoff spot this year. I think they've been really poor on offense, and their defense has been good, not great. But, you know, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, that's their kryptonite. And it's been since they got Stephon Diggs. So I can't say I'm shocked at the outcome. I definitely got my hopes up. I did lose a significant amount of money blind betting the Patriots here. So it would have been nice to see them win and get in, but I can't say I expected it. And the Bills are a team that I think will roll ultimately to the Super Bowl in the AFC. I'm with you too. Um, I don't know why. It just feels like, especially with the Hamlin stuff, it feels like a team of destiny. I I don't know. That's That stuff's easy to just blurt out and say. But I think that is a really good football team. And after the Naheem Hines stuff, I went, okay, maybe there is some other forces at play here. This team's going to the Super Bowl. Can't explain it other than that. Nope. Um, Yeah, sorry about your pats. I know it was kind of a long shot. Yeah, I mean, it was a long season, too. The offense was poor all season long. Hopefully they'll get some change in there and go up, but who knows? I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's for the best. I don't know. They've been kind of this middle-of-the-road team fighting for the seventh seed for you know a few seasons now, which is never really a good spot, in my opinion. Definitely uh, not what I've been used to. No, no. <laughs> we'll see. A lot of a lot of changes coming in Foxborough this offseason. Yeah, I think there could be wild. I wouldn't be shocked to see Mac Jones get traded. Mm. Something nuts. I don't know what it's going to be, but I feel like something crazy is bound to happen. Yeah, we'll see. Definitely be an interesting one. Okay, cool. Um, Anything else? Nope. Okay, Uh, we can head over to... I mean, this game was brutal, too, to be honest. Uh, Uh, Yeah, and the Dolphins end up with a playoff spot because of it. Yeah, Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, this was field goal city. I did not enjoy watching this game at all. Had one of the worst, you know, beats gambling-wise with the safety at the end. Also on the receiving end of that one. Sorry, man. Tough week for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I guess shout-out Dolphins for making the playoffs, but now we're going to have Skylar Thompson starting a playoff game against the Bills. I just don't see a world. We can get into that later. I just I don't really see a world where they do anything in the playoffs this year. Feels like a small victory for something that's really not going to be important at all um yeah you bought yourself another week cool that's about it and it stinks because one looking at this game like i thought the jets were going to get in the playoffs so disappointing by them because they just totally collapsed Mm -hmm. down the stretch here combination of different factors there they need to fix their quarterback ultimately they have to look at their offensive play calling too but for the Dolphins here, you're in the playoffs, sure. That's great. And you said it, Skylar Thompson against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, see you next year. I hope that two is okay. I mean, it's scary that he mm-hmm. now will have missed, what is it, three weeks? Yeah. The head injury and his, his history. So I guess I'm glad that they're holding him out. But yeah. that's something they're going to have to think about heading forward here now. No. I don't yeah, there's a world where Tua's played his last down of football, and like that's not that far-fetched. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I think you got to look at it and think about the person, not the football player. Mm-hmm. There is life after football. 
you know, who knows? Hopefully he's fine, but something to think about if you're Miami. Good luck getting slapped next week. Yeah, have fun, losers. All right, we'll move along. Bucks Falcons, another essentially meaningless game here. The Bucks rolled out their starters for a couple of drives, and the Falcons were just playing for pride. Algier goes over 100 yards. He very quietly had one of the better seasons out of any rookie. Um, very quietly. And Ritter was okay. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Ultimately, I think that they performed like we thought they would this season. And yep. Tampa underperformed, obviously. But here we go. Yep. Here we go. The last we saw them at full, in full action, it was <laughs> Brady over the top to Evans. Mm-hmm. For three touchdowns. Like, I think that I, I think that I'm not going you know, to talk about the next week's game, but look out. Look out. Seriously. Yeah, I think you nailed it, Pat. I don't have anything other to say other than echo those thoughts. All right, Doug. Wow. We can move to another one, yeah. All you. Cardinals Niners in Cliff Kingsbury's swan song. Kind of feel bad for Cliff, but this one was pretty meaningless as well. I guess Niners locked up that two seed. Had a chance to play for the one if things went their way, but... We say it every week, this Niners team is a force to be reckoned with. They are just so well-oiled. They are hitting all the right strides at this point in the season. This is exactly where you want to be as a football team at this point of the year. And the Niners are scary. Yeah, Uh, Jim, I I would not want to be seeing them. I mean, they can do everything is the crazy part. There's not one piece to them. You look at, well, you know, I mean, and... Sure, a couple weeks ago, you could have said, well, like Brock Purdy. I don't think you can say that. I don't think you can say that. I think that you click a clown if you say, oh, well, he's Mr. Irrelevant. He was picked last. Well, does he look like it? No. He looks like he's been doing it for 10 years. So the Niners, uh, yeah, scary. I I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the Super Bowl as well. But, yeah, you touched on the Cardinals. Kingsbury out. Steve Kime stepping down. That was what needed to be done. I think whatever they had there was not working. Obviously, Kyler Murray tore his ACL, but that was only a handful of weeks ago. And it was pretty clear what needed to happen was a total change. That's what they're doing. I'll be really interested to see where they go from here because apparently they're going to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins as well. Uh, I mean, this is total rebuild time. Uh, Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Isn't it crazy to think like one year ago this team started off seven and oh, like they felt like the next big organization on the come up? Yep. And here we are today, blowing it up. I don't know, Jim. I don't know either, dude. (laughs) We can move on. Okay. This could have been a James, too. I'm kind of shocked that we didn't hop on this one here. The Cowboys losing to the Commanders by a final of 26 to 6. Oh, don't Commies. worry. They'll do James next week. That's for sure. <laughs> the commies had Sam Howell going just to see what he could give them in a game that was meaningless for them. And the Cowboys, yeah, they were scoreboard watching to see what was going on in the Philly Giants game. But they hypothetically had a chance at the one seed. Yep. And they played like crap. Mm-hmm. On who the road. Knows? Yeah. I mean, who knows how much. Of it was like, oh, the Eagles are up on the Giants and let's take it easy. 
But that's not good. That is not how you want to go into the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're reading a little too much into it, but I, I agree. I think that definitely is worthy of raising some eyebrows. It's not like this was the Chargers, which we'll get to in a sec, who, you know, their position was locked and loaded. I know they played all their starters anyway. We can talk about that too. But just in that example, like the Cowboys had a shot at the one seed. Like there was a world, you know, and you never know what's going to happen. And, you know, lose by 20 points there. Borderline fraud watch yet again for the Cowboys. Yep. Another year. Same questions being raised is all I, all I will say on that is that, you know, we always ask these questions about the Cowboys. It's for a reason. All right, Jim. Let's head over to Chargers Broncos. Weirdly enough, this game kicked off at, you know, the four o'clock slate. And the Ravens lost. So the Chargers were, you know, locked in for the five seed. And Joe Staley decided, you know what? I'm going to be a weirdo again. I'm going to go against the grain and I'm going to play my starters. I don't get it. I think that's insane. Personally, I get the theory of, you know, keep the momentum going, stay in the rhythm. I'd argue having your guys healthy and available is more important than the rhythm. But what do I know? I'm just a guy at his computer screen, and I am not a head coach. Broncos take this one 31-28 anyways in a meaningless game. Shout out Russell Wilson. Three touchdowns on the day. A little too late, buddy. Yeah. Talk to you, Jim. I don't have too many here. I mean, I do agree with you. I think it's hilarious that all of a sudden he comes out of the woodwork here. Jerry Judy has a huge game. Um, Nice win, Broncos. You really decided to turn it on late just for me. Uh, But, yeah, I don't really understand why the Chargers were full-blown here. I understand giving your guys a little bit of time, Mm -hmm. maybe a couple drives, a quarter, a half, whatever it may be. But after that, I think you're flirting with uh, an injury or something like that, something that could really cost you down the line. But they're on the wild card. They'll be in Jacksonville. Should be a good game. I think we can keep rolling here. You're right with that? Well, no, not yet. I'm not done. Uh, it actually did hurt them a little bit because Mike Williams got a little hurt. All right, there you go. What are we doing, Joe? You, you bum. I just think that's dumb. I think that's incredibly stupid. But, you know, he's a contrarian. It's hurt him in the past. It'll hurt him in the future. And then my last thing was going to be, um, I think it's official that the Broncos, if they had scored 18 points at least in regulation of all their games this season, they would have finished 14-3, and three, I believe is the record. Or 13-4. It was 14-3 or three and 3 or 14 and whatever. Like one seed potential. Um. But yeah, we're being a dead horse there. We've been on them for not scoring 18 points all year. Yeah, embarrassing stuff, Jim. Jeez Louise. Wow. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking right now. Yikes, Jim. Yikes. All right. You done? Yeah, I'm done. I, don't, I can't believe I forgot about the Mike Williams injury. That's on me. Yeah. Oh. That's Two late additions to that game that, yeah, interesting stuff. Bad look by me. All right. The Seahawks taking down the Rams 19 to 16. And they needed this one to go to overtime to beat the lowly Rams. And essentially with that victory for the Lions later that night, get into the playoffs. And I think the Seahawks are kind of limping here. I 
don't love their prospects. I think that they were a fun story to start the year. They finished nine and eight. I don't think we saw them here at all. I think that I had them pegged for four or five wins tops. So they definitely proved me wrong. But ultimately here, I think they're set up for failure. I I think the 49ers are going to snuff them uh, come wild card weekend. But on the other side here, you mentioned it before, the Rams sold out for that Super Bowl. And... They had the most losses by a defending Super Bowl champion in NFL history. And now their head coach wants to leave, too. It's falling apart very quickly. Yeah, um, I'll touch on that. I mean, the injury certainly did not help them this year. And obviously that can be, you know, a one-off season where injuries happen. You're just getting absolutely demolished by the injury bug. I've been through it with my teams. I'm certain you have as well with other teams. It stinks. It is what it is. I can't believe we're going full, full blown. You know, DefCon Five blow up everything. I. It's relax. He doesn't want to be part of it. Well, relax, Sean. Let's chill out. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's happier in a cushy TV studio. I think that's a little weak. I think you come back and you say, "Hey, you know, we were the Super Bowl champs. Look, we lost Cup. We lost Stafford." We dealt with all this this year. Not the type of defending Super Bowl season we wanted, but these things happen. We'll be back next year. Yeah. That's how I would handle it. I don't know. Maybe McVay and I are cut from different cloth. <laughs> and then Seahawks, I'm kind of with you. I, I was actively rooting against them. I wanted a Lions-Packers winner-gets-in yeah. game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I got to give them credit. They put themselves in the position to be in this spot. They got the help the help they needed. Uh, have fun getting toasted by the Niners. We'll get into that later. That's all I have on that. Excellent. All right. All right. We can move over to NFC East battle here. The Eagles take home a victory, twenty-two to sixteen, over the Giants, who were resting their guys. Davis Webb playing quarterback. Uh, a bunch of people that I frankly hadn't heard of get involved on offense here. Um, Jalen Hurts comes. Kenny Galladay. <laughs> yeah, that was insane. And that day, that touchdown was a nice catch. That was a nice grab. For a guy that hasn't caught many passes since that deal. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Keep no, going. it's okay. Hurts uh, looked rusty here. I know that the Eagles weren't full steam ahead, but. With the one seat on the line, I do think it was important for Hertz to get out there and throw some passes, see some game action, so that he's not five or six weeks, whatever it would have been, off the injury. And then here we go, divisional round. Let's go get in there, play. You know? Yeah, I'm with you. Wasn't necessarily the prettiest job, but no, they got the job done. They yep. are the one seed. Giants are just happy to be there, man. <laughs> Happy to be in the position to rest their players week 18. And can't say I blame them. I would be doing the same thing. I would too, man. We can finish it off then with Lions-Packers. I feel like we've touched on this one a lot earlier in the episode already. Yeah. Man, these Lions. It's so weird because I'm not inherently like a Lions, you know, truther. I was never really a Lions fan or anti-Lions. 
I thought it was pretty funny to laugh at them, you know, make a fool of themselves on Thanksgiving every year. But this team's kind of won me over, man. I, I really like the heart and soul of this team. I like the culture Dan Campbell's built. Finish it with a winning record of nine and eight. First team out, uh, you know, they have the highest or lowest, whichever way you're looking at it, draft pick for a team that is not in the playoffs this year. And I think that's okay. I like the direction they are heading. I'm excited for them next year. And I really like Jamal Williams, like everyone else in the league. And that's all I got to say on that, man. Other than the Packers, that's embarrassing as hell. You can't let that happen. I agree with you on all your points. And I'll say I was wrong about the Lions. I called them an HBO team early in the season. Because a lot of people were obsessed about, you know, hard knocks. And they started off. Were they two and six? They were really bad to start, and then a wicked turnaround here. And I saw a stat that they turned the ball over the fewest times all season in the NFL this year out of any offense. That obviously yeah. was huge to their success. Jared Goff took care of the ball this season, and they won. You know, and who knows? You get a couple more pieces on defense. Maybe another guy on offense. Maybe the NFC North belongs to a different team, and it's the Lions next year. Who knows? I don't, I don't think that's crazy at all, Jim. No, absolutely not. And on the flip side here, the Packers, that might have been Aaron Rodgers' last game in a Green Bay uniform. Hell, maybe even an NFL uniform. Uh, yeah, I mean, retirement isn't ruled out either. That so walk, to the Packers, man. Yeah. That walk down the tunnel with him and Randall Cobb, that looked like uh, we're hanging it up after this. We know it's over. We just can't say it yet type of deal, you know, and it, it's it's sad because he wasn't the same this season. It's crazy how much he fell off after he was an MVP, but it goes to show how much Devontae Adams is worth. Disappoint, disappointing year as a whole, though, and I don't really think a ton of people saw this coming. Yeah, I, I, did, I certainly didn't. guess that'll wrap up the regular season. Scary. Can you believe that? That's nuts. No, it's horrible. That's so heinous. We're getting closer to the dark, dark days, Jim. Yeah, anytime after February 17th to about August 29th. <laughs> the worst. Ugh. All right, let's do it. This this show is going to get a lot shorter from this point on. Yes, it is. Wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend, in fact. First super. game. Seahawks taking on their division rival 49ers in Levi Stadium. Jim, I really like the Niners to keep rolling here. I think that Christian McCaffrey has had a huge role in the success that the Niners have had since they've acquired him. I saw a stat today that in three career games against the Seahawks, McCaffrey averages 183.3 yards a game from scrimmage. So I think he's in line for another monster game. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Niners completely run away. Yeah, I'm with you, Jim. And my only thought initially is, uh, I don't know, divisional games in general are close, and then you get divisional games in the playoffs, and it feels so much tighter um, just because the stakes are even higher. But I am with you. I don't think this will be close at all. Maybe early it'll be a little closer just because the clock hasn't really run down yet. But I I think the Niners absolutely steamroll them here. I think they... You know, pull away late, maybe, maybe early. I don't know. I don't think this is a. I think this is a two two possession margin. Yeah, 
and I think they really kick off wild card weekend with a route. I just see that. Uh, they are better in every facet than the Seahawks. I don't see it being close at all. Yeah, I think this could be a real dud to start the weekend. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. All right. Move on to the next one then. Rematch. You want to take this one? You look excited. I think this is a good one. I Me really too. Do. I think you got two stud QBs that are both young. Uh, again, their first taste at the playoffs. This is both of their first playoff games. Good point, Jim. I'm, I'm excited for it. Jaguars, you know, started the season slow, but they are finding their pace. And the same could be said about the Chargers, man. Yeah. I really do think this could go either way in theory. Shocker. Uh, but I, I think I like the Chargers in this one. I think the Chargers are just, I don't want to say that they've been here before, but they kind of have, you know, these past few seasons, they've had these week 18 end of season games where it's been on the line. They lost. And of course they've, yeah, of course they've fumbled it, but they have the experience. Um, I just think that team's a little better equipped. The Jags are coming off of that type of game. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not ready for this moment fully. Okay. Um, I think it'll be a great game, though. I really, I think this is going to be an awesome one. Yeah, I It'll agree. Torn, I am very torn here, and it, it it's killing me because I love both of these teams. They both bounced back, and I was hard on both of them earlier in the season. Right now, though, I think that Chargers defense is playing on a different level. That's mm-hmm. the thing, in my opinion. Last week, we saw Trevor Lawrence get pressure, and I know it was a little different. It was up the middle. Jeffrey Simmons was in his face. But on those those plays where he was under pressure, he was missing some throws. And I think this Chargers defense is going to throw the kitchen sink at him here. They've got Bosa back. Cleo Mack has been playing as a pro baller here. And, and for that reason, uh, I am going to pick the Chargers. I do think it's going to be close. The one thing that I saw that I was like, oh, damn, how do I pick against this? So Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday night in high school, college, or in the NFL. How How do you pick against that, Jim? I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe I didn't know that, and I forgot this game was on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. But that is interesting. Something to keep in mind for all those people out there that bet on a stupid stat. You can go with that one. Very interesting, Jim. I like your uh, your thought there. I'm still nice. on the Chargers. Yeah, me too. Okay. Oh, geez. If you didn't think the Seahawks-Niners game was bad enough, we have – seven. The- Got the Bills taking on the Dolphins and Skylar Thompson. Oh, geez. It's another one. It's the same thing, man. It's the same as the Niners Seahawks. It's just 13 points spread. The Bills are a better team everywhere. And they don't have Skylar Thompson starting for them. I don't think it's going to be close. I really don't. Me either. I think it's going to get out of hand really fast, too, is the thing. Like yeah. It's not going to be like, oh, the Dolphins have hung around the first half. Let's see what happens. You know, anything can happen in these last two quarters. Mm-mm. I think that they're going to hop on them and that's going to be it. Yeah, I'm with you. And it's it's too bad because um, that Dolphins-Bills game with Tua a few weeks ago was awesome. Yeah, it uh, was. And obviously, if Tua plays, this is probably a different line, different game. I still would say the Bills, but it'd be a lot closer in an entertaining game, I think. I just... I think the drop off, not that that's uh, you know, sharp analysis from Tua to Skyler is it's drastic, man. Yes. 
and I'm not the biggest Tua guy, but that offense looks completely different with anybody but Tua in there. I mean, Dolphins are just happy to be here, man. Um, they're going to take their wild card T-shirt merchandise and run to the hills. Um, that's about it. Yeah, I'm not giving them any chance here. Okay, cool. If you're all set with that one, we can move on. Because I'm excited about this one, too. Me, actually. too. Me, too. Giants-Vikings, they met once earlier this season, and it was awesome. It was a close game. A lot of back and forth. Uh, you know, finished off with a – Greg Joseph, is that is that his name? Yep. A Greg Joseph game-winning field goal as the clock expired. And if we get anything like that in the wildcard game, it'll be a success. I like the Giants here, man. Me too. I've been touting the Vikings as frauds for a bit now. Play a lot of close games, these Vikings. And, you know, you can obviously say on one end, they win these close games, Alex. You're an idiot. Why would you doubt them? But I say, you know, there's got to be something wrong with them if they're in all these close games. And for me, it's their defense. Their defense stinks. I think it's a very beatable, exploitable defense. I'm trusting Dable to scheme something up here on the road and somehow pull this off. I love the Giants here. I completely agree. I think this is going to be maybe the second best game of the weekend behind Chargers-Jacks. And a big thing for me here is I think that Daniel Jones is going to play really well. They, I, I mean, he had a huge game against them last time. And it wouldn't shock me to see the Vikings fall flat here. This is what they do. And that defense has not been good all season. I think I'm totally with you. I think the Giants going to win this game. Who knows where they go from there. But I'm I'm starting to get on board with them. They basically had a bye week last week. I like it. I just I see it, man. It's the lights too bright game for the Vikings. And if they got that bye, maybe things are different. But no, I love the spot for the Giants. Can head over to my team now, and this one's an interesting one. It all hinges on Lamar, man. Yep. And a lot of stuff, a lot of noise around in the media about how we're not hearing a lot from Lamar. You know, is this about the contract? Is this about da 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 da? And you know, from the hidden subliminal messages of Lamar's liked tweets and this and that and this and that, um, it doesn't appear to be about the contract. It appears to be really about this injury. Um, just he's dealing with a ton of swelling in his knee and he just can't get out there. And I stinks, man. I'd love for Lamar to play, but I don't know. I, I will say, I think this is going to be closer than people think, even if Snoop Huntley suits up for the Ravens. I really do. I think it's an AFC North divisional grudge match it's gonna get chippy it's gonna get physical i think this is gonna be a close one regardless yeah i love you i don't i don't think so jim i just do not see it man this ravens team has been so bad since lamar has been out and understandably so he's one of the most electrifying players in the league without him that offense is completely different they rely so much on him and it just goes to show how valuable he is when he does end up going to the table with them in the offseason here about that contract. But, man, I I just don't like the prospects. If Lamar is playing, sure, I could see the Ravens winning this game. Without him, I just think that their offense is too poor and their defense is a good unit. 
but we've seen what the Bengals can do. You know, Jamar Chase had a big game last week. He's that guy. See Higgins on the other side. I just don't think you're going to be able to stop him. All right. Hear me out, Jim. Ravens sacked Joe Burrow five times in their two meetings this season. All right. Bengals are dealing with some offensive line issues that's not being talked about enough. And allow Collins. I seriously think the Ravens are going to be able to get some pressure on Joe this, this week. I think they're fired up, man. I think Marlon Humphrey. We just got to have him shadow Jamar. Boom. No one's talking about Marlon Humphrey enough also, by the way. I just want to I want to let that be known. He is an no all-pro. He's, all he's an all-pro. I don't know how he's not getting any respect. It's insane. Stick him on Stick him on Jamar. Let T. Higgins, you know, dink and dunk, whatever. Dink and dunk. I think this is a close game. I think this is a close game. I really do. Even if it's Snoop Huntley. I really think this is a close game. It's an AFC North battle. All right. You're the expert, so I'll defer to you there. For the sake of the show, I hope the Ravens win because okay. otherwise, then we'll both just be uh, talking about teams we don't too, you know, care too much about. But that'll bring us to Monday night here. And the Cowboys are visiting the Buccaneers at Raymond James. You just knew this was going to happen, right, Jim? This has been the prospective matchup for a number of weeks. And everybody said, you know what's going to happen. The Bucs are going to whoop them. And I, I think the Bucs are going to have a field day, Jim. I really do. It's crazy. This is one of those ones where, you know, when everyone's riding the narrative of the Cowboys choking, it almost feels like the sharper, you know, like contrarian take of the no, the Cowboys will do it this time, like feels like the right side to be on. But man, historical trends, Tom Brady, 7-0 and against the Cowboys. Bucks are at home. Cowboys love choking. Cowboys love Love, love, love hyping themselves up after a you know good regular season. 12 and 5. That's a great record. It is. They almost won the one seed there. And it's just to let it, it's all for the letdown. It's all for the letdown for the lights too bright. Just can't, can't do it. So I, I gotta ride with the Bucks here. I have to. Me too, dude. I think that it's all trending in their direction. We saw that passing game get red hot against Carolina to end. Mm-hmm. And one thing you can't do against a Tom Brady team is turn the ball over here. And Dak Prescott led the league in interceptions. Talk about he, one thing Dak Prescott loves to do. And he played like five less games than everybody else. It's really scary. And the Bucks, obviously we're talking about two different teams week one, but they beat them pretty good week one. It was like 19 to three or something like that. So if that's any indicator of what this is going to look like, I don't love it. And it's crazy because you look at the records and you go, what do you mean here? You know, the the Cowboys have won four more games. They got to be better. Uh, Not right now. It's all about right now. You want to look at the trends? You want to look at the past? Maybe. But I I don't think so. You got to look at where these teams are going, not where they've been. And I like the Bucs big. Man, it's just one of those ones, man, that Tom Brady simply won't allow it. And <laughs> you throw all the all the this and that and the trends and the data and the records and the analytics out the window. Tom Brady simply won't allow it. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Dude. And I'm. I, it's crazy because the, the the games where we 
determined that Tom Brady simply won't allow it. He hasn't. He hasn't allowed it. He simply <laughs> hasn't. It defies logic. It defies reason. But Tom Brady simply won't allow it. I think that's all the logic and reason you really need to give, Jim. Yeah. Well, we got a super wild card weekend. A lot of fun matchups, a lot of duds. Maybe the duds will surprise us and be awesome. All right, Jim, we can give the people what they want to be a gym for Super Wild Card Weekend. We have super be a gym. Super, super be a gym. The Super be a gym has been discussed, and it is going to be the Giants plus three. Yep. Feels like a great spot for the Giants. Feels like three free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, feels like a great spot for the Giants. They played the Vikings really close when they met in the regular season. Vikings love their close games. I think that's a great pick. Pat thinks that's a great pick. It's a super be a gym pick. Super wild card be a super gym wild super free wild weekend. <laughs> super super. All right. I guess that'll do it then for our regular season wrap up and wild card weekend preview getting down <laughs> getting down to it here this is kind of sad we don't have anything to talk about anymore it's crazy that is indeed true but uh as always we appreciate you listening out there we'll bring you some more electric playoff content in the future but stay tuned and thanks as always peace out